very powerful. All right, here we go. Opening text. Do I sound okay? I feel like I'm in a phone booth. Well, if you know what that is, who knows what phone booths are? <laughs> All right, well, here we go. Romans 3.23, very short. Everybody knows this verse. It simply says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Remember, do, I asked a couple of those in the medical field today already about TB tests. Have you had a TB test? Has anybody ever had a TB test? Do you remember them? I remember as a, as a child, actually, you would turn your wrist over and they have that little round button type thing and has all kind of needles on it and prick you, and I think it was like maybe a couple days, and you'd have to watch, and if it was swollen and all that good stuff, you were positive. You were affected with the disease. All right. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So we're going to give you a test this morning, all right? Here's our needle. You're the wrist, and you just, this is what we're going to do by the Word of God. We're going to see whether you're positive or negative. All right. So we're talking about it's not a disease, it's not a fault, it's not a mistake, it's not an error, it's not a white lie, it's not an indiscretion, it's universal in scope, deadly in effect, beyond the cure of any man-made vaccine, and it's spreading. And I simply speak, and you know what I'm speaking of, the word sin. And if you would truly with clear eyes, check yourself, you test positive, you are infected, you have it, you do, you'd be silly not to think otherwise, Romans 5 tells us this, wherefore as by one man sin entered the world, that's why we're giving you the test, you go through all this test stuff with this COVID, how about this one, most recover from COVID, 99.9, whatever it is, recover. Nobody recovers from sin. Nobody. It's 100% fatal. So Romans tells us, wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world. And it says, and then death by this sin. That's the result, death. And so death has passed or spread upon all of us. All of us. I hate going to the doctor. I hate going to test. The older I am, I hate that stuff because I know they're going to find something. So don't bother me with it. That'd be a dangerous way to be for right now. The undeniable dilemma of the human race is sin. Absolutely sin. Starting at the point all of man's numerous problems is sin. That's simple. It really is. Sin is not prejudice. Sin is not bias. Sin is no respecter of persons. It never discriminates. Sin is an equal opportunity destroyer. And you are infected. You are. You can pretend you're not. You can act like you're not. You can spray and put your perfume, rub all. You are infected. You have it. Isaiah tells us this. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save. That's not the problem. Neither his ear heavy that he cannot hear. That's not the problem. Here's the problem. Verse 2 says, But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. 
This is the dilemma of the human race. All of us, all have sinned, all have tested positive. Every one of us. It says this in verse 3. For your hands. Hey, look at your hands. Remember these guys? Look at that as I read this. For your hands. Do you remember those unsaved hands? Do you remember what you did with those hands? Do you remember what those hands got into? God says, for your hands are defiled with blood and your fingers with iniquity. Your lips have spoken lies. Your tongues have murdered perverseness. Perverseness. Your tongues. You. No one had to teach you. It was just natural. It was in you because you're infected. None call for justice, nor any pleadeth for truth. No one wants the truth. They trust in vanity and speak lies. They conceive mischief and bring forth iniquity. This is where we are without Christ's blood. This is where we are. This is it. You might think, what kind of a Christmas message is this? Well, why do you think there is a Christmas? Do you think God just wanted to start another holiday? I mean, the whole reason for Christmas is because of the state that we are in. Sin has succeeded. It has. In separating and alienating us from God, from Almighty God. It has. And let me tell you something, every one of us, sin is always committed against God. It is. It's always committed against God. Remember Joseph, when he ran Egypt for a while? He thought that. Genesis 39 says, And it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast his eyes upon Joseph. I mean, he's a good-looking guy. My husband's not around. He said, she said, come lie with me. But he refused. Figure that. He refused. He said, there's none greater in the house than I. Neither hath he kept back anything from me except you, his wife. So he's saying, man, why, why would I do that? Your husband has given me everything. I rule everything. I have everything but you. Why would I do that? You are his wife. And then he has this. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? That's what we do. We sin against God. You can call whatever it is. That's why I opened up and told you it's not a disease. That's what man wants to tell you. It's a disease. It's a sickness. No, it's sin. And if you look closely, black, you probably don't have to look closely. Just look. It's raised up. It's welted. And you have it. You do. David says this. Against thee and thee alone have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight. Sin is always against God. Sin never goes unnoticed, and sin is never, ever committed in the dark. There is no darkness for God. Darkness is light when it comes to God. He sees everything. What a state we find ourselves in, infected, running out of time, and going to die. All of you. And me. Hmm. I don't know who's going to outlive you, but I'm probably... Getting there, 
closer and closer to the top. Someday you're going to have to come by, maybe, if you want to come to my funeral, if I'm even going to have a funeral. I don't know. But you're going to look at me because I'm going to die. Because that's what's been passed on to mankind. Infected, terminally ill, running out of time. In fact, the Lord says what? Three score and ten, which is 70 years old. I'm past that. I'm living on borrowed time or the grace of God. So what? I'm infected. I am. Ephesians says this. Having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. Of their heart. Blindness. What an awful place we find ourselves in. Romans lays it on the line too. Simply tells us it is written. There is none righteous. No, not one. Isn't it cool how the Lord just, he doesn't give you any wiggle room. None. You're it. You have it. You can put some kind of vanishing cream on it, but it's still there. No, not one. There is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of their way. They are all together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. This verse is talking about you and me. Humanity. It's the truth. The way it is. It's sin that brought physical death into the world. Before sin, there was no death. I wasn't supposed to get old and my heart get weary and my hair get gray. Wasn't supposed to happen, but it has. Death, both physical and spiritual, are the result of sin. And you're facing this dilemma. Whether you're my age or whether you're a lot younger, you think, I'm a lot younger. You're still facing it. It's still, you're still infected. It's still running through your veins. It's still causing you to do something. Look at those hands. The Bible tells you. Physical death is separation of soul and body. Spiritual death is separation from soul from God. For forever. It's sin that brought famine, war, weeds, rust, corruption, plague, crime, cancer, and a thousand other ills you can imagine. Plagues, everything that there is. Every disturbed mind, every hurting heart, every broken body, all because of sin. All shed tears of the entire human race can be tracked back to sin. Man has no cure at all. None. Give you as many boosters as he can come up with. And you're out of time. What a state we'd be in if God would just walk away. Oh my goodness. But look what God does. He shouldn't have. He didn't have to. But he does. How can you not serve that God? Ezekiel 16, 6. Did you ever see this? Look what God does. Here's how God found you. And when I passed by thee and saw thee polluted in thy own blood, I said unto thee, when thou wast in thy blood, live. But can you, there you are, dripping with the filth of the world, hands defiled, muttering perverse things, not even clue of 
thinking of God, God walks by and sees you in your own blood, helpless, and says, live. How awesome is that? Do you understand your terminal? You are terminal. You are. I've given this story off and on through all the years that I've preached, but church changed so many times, I don't know who remembers it, who doesn't. But there was a man who was being judged by Almighty God, standing before the throne room of God, and the voice thunders and says, how do you plead? Because you're going to stand, you understand? Everybody's going to give account. You're going to hear that, next, and you're going to walk in, and you're going to be before the judge. And he stood there absolutely frozen, and a voice says, how do you plead? And the man saying this, in his mind, he said, there was nowhere to hide, totally stripped by every excuse known to mankind. The man thought and said to himself, if I plead guilty, I'll be damned forever. How do you plead? He goes, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And he goes and he says, if I plead innocent, my life will damn me. You remember the story, right? And then finally comes to the man, he goes, I plead the blood of Jesus Christ. Thank you for the blood that has been applied to my life. That's your only way out, is the blood of Jesus Christ. The true, real blood of the Lord. So the man screamed, I plead the blood. Revelations 1.5 says this, And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Do you understand why? There's lots of blood in the earth. I don't know how many billions there are of us. There's seven billion now. All kinds of people to give blood. But they're all tainted. They all have it. Draw it out of you and it's, it's contaminated. Draw it out of the littlest, most brand new baby. It's polluted. It's in there. And the Lord simply says, oh, I'll give my blood. Sinless. Knew no sin. Blood. 1 John 1, 7 says, And the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. Hey, I, I, I think it's going away. I, I, don't, I, I believe we don't understand the value of the blood. We, we don't. It's cleansing power. It's power over sin. The blood. Like the song says, there's nothing, nothing stronger than the wonder and working power of the blood. The blood of Jesus. We just go about our lives. Just whatever we do. I don't even know if you remember. Do you remember the mark? Do you have it still? We do. We need forgiveness of sins that we have committed. And they can be forgiven. Your sins can be forgiven. Listen to this. Not because you're good. Not because God overlooks what you've done. He does not. You are forgiven because he sees the blood applied to your life. And that's it. That's what gives you forgiveness. Totally washed and clean from the blood. 
by the blood. The song says, I was a wretch. Do you remember that? Does that offend you when someone says that? Remember, wasn't, isn't that word in Amazing Grace, saved a wretch like me? And what happened a few years ago? They thought that was offensive and they changed it. You can do what you want, but it's the truth. I was a wretch. I remember who I was. Goodness. I was lost. I was blind. I was running out of time. When was the last time you thanked the Lord for the blood? Truly stopped, hit the brakes in life, and thank God. God, thank you for the blood applied. That song is just so powerful. So very powerful. Do you know there is probably the best mental health medicine that you can have is being thankful. Amen. It is. You don't have to pay nothing. You don't have to go see a doctor. Just being thankful. No matter what you're in. No matter how horrible. And it can be horrible. But no matter what comes your way, if you have that blood applied, it's all going to end up great. It's all going to end up wonderful. It says this, you made a way across the great divide. It's impossible for you to get God. And then this one here, just I can't, you took my place, laid inside my tomb of sin. My tomb was there, my grave was dug, it was in there. I was going in there, about ready to step in it, and the Lord was in there already. He was in my tomb of sin. 1 Peter 1.18 says this, For as much as you know what you were not redeemed with corruptible things, as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious, priceless blood of Jesus Christ, you, you are. Soon here, we're going to give you opportunity to truly thank God for the blood. To come up and remember and stand at the altar and just give God praise and say, God, thank you. I've gone too many days without thanking you. I've gone too many days without realizing what I've. You are terminal. Terminal. Sin damns us to terminal, constant, forever separation from Almighty God. Ephesians 2.13 says, But now in Christ Jesus... You who sometimes were afar off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. The only reason why you can get close to God is not because you're on his buddy list. It's not because you're a Facebook friend with God. It's because of the blood of Jesus. That's the only reason. His son's blood has been applied to your life. And you can become the friend of God. You can walk into the holy of holies by the blood that was applied to your life. The Lord no longer sees all the defilements of your life. He just sees the blood of Jesus. doesn't even see you. He sees the blood that has been applied. And it all started in Christmas. That's where it starts. Made nigh by the blood. I can approach God at any time. Anywhere, anything that's going on, I can continue to walk this walk because of the blood of Jesus Christ. The blood doesn't get old. It doesn't fade. It doesn't wear off. 
I have it intense and richly as I did when I first applied it to my life. <clears throat> I come to God on the basis of the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what you can do. That's what you can do. Now, as I, I look at you, I would think most of you probably have truly applied this blood, and you truly are trying to understand the majesty of God and the glory of God. But I don't know if we've ever just hit the brakes in life, especially at this time of year. It's chaotic. It's insane. The world's nuts without this time of year. But have we ever just applied the brake, maybe in church, and said, look, you want to come to this altar and thank God? For what he's done for you. Thank God for the blood applied to your life. I have no idea which one of us is going to die next. Somebody is. We think it's going to be one of us older folks. It's not true. Odds are probably more that way, but it's not true. I think somebody was lamenting in Facebook a couple weeks ago about it. Was it an eighth grader or an eight-year-old? I forget. Died. Some of us, one of us, somebody will be next here at New Hope. <clears throat> I don't approach God on my own merit. I approach it on his, his blood, Jesus Christ. doesn't matter if I have an extra nice day or a rotten day. I can still come into the presence of God because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Washed my hand. You can do a fake ceremony. Like Herod did, remember? I washed my... It was fake. Wasn't any good. You can pull that off today, just fake your washing. But for those of you who truly understand, we're going to give you opportunity. And I hope you take it. I hope you do. Because you, you know what? I'm going to show you in a second here. It's church people that don't get it after a while. It's you. It's me. Hebrews 10, 19 says this, Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiness by the blood of Jesus. If you walked into the holiness before, you would drop dead. The holiness is so bright, so powerful, you drop dead in the presence of God. Except for the blood applied, you can walk into the holiness freely anytime you want to. The blood, if it's been applied. Again, that's part, there's nothing stronger than the wonder-working power of the blood. And I have been screaming out to God and applying his blood all week to things, to all different things. I am in my right mind because of the blood. Amen. Man, I used to think so perverted, so awful. And I'm not even talking about pornography perverted. I'm just talking about life in general completely wrong was right to me and I'd fight for it perverted mine but it was the blood washed me and I, every Thanksgiving I thank God for having my mind washed you're on your way to heaven because of the blood you are I might get there before you but we're all on our way to heaven if you truly applied to the blood even though you were infected and you'll bear the mark when the Lord looks at it, all he sees is the blood's been applied. Thank you, Jesus, for the blood. I have been transformed by the blood. 
I still, after all these 40, almost 50 years of serving God, sometimes it always happens usually when I'm shaving because I'm dead in the mirror and I'm shaving. I'm thinking, you got to be kidding me. I can't believe what I was and what I used to think and how I've been transformed by the blood, the power of Almighty God. I didn't have to do anything. I didn't have to perform anything. All I had to do was say, yes, Lord. Christmas. I'm going to, I want the band back. The band makes its way. I want you to listen to me clear. Don't look at them. You saw them already. You know what they have on their shoes, their clothes, whatever. Don't lose track. We're quick to lose attention as folks. Luke 17 says this. And it came to pass, as he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And he entered into a certain village. There met him ten men that were lepers. Lepers. Outcasts. Terminal. A flesh-eating disease. Leprosy. It would, it would eat your nose away, your fingers, your toes, your you would have stumps, you'd smell, outcast. You weren't allowed around people. And the Lord met 10 of them. I don't know what they all look like, but that's kind of what leprosy does. It's no cure. It's terminal. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, go show yourselves. Unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. What? Are you kidding? They were cleansed. Now, here, listen. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back. And with a loud voice, thanked God. Didn't just nod. Hey, Jesus, thank you. With a loud voice. He was so overwhelmed, so grateful that he would scream out to God, God, glorify you, glorify you. Thank you, Lord. As he realized he had the cure. And so he screams this out. The other nine had to hear him. He was walking with them. He fell down on his face, at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. wasn't a church person. wasn't a Christian. wasn't a church goer. Didn't have any knowledge of the Word of God. What we would call born again, Bible thumper, singing in a choir, instrument playing, not missing service. They didn't come back. But they wanted to know nothing about God just saw the power of God apply to his life and his hands. And he started thanking God loudly. I'm sure there's a number of scriptures that get to you, but this one is the one that really breaks my heart when the Lord answers. Um, but where are the other nine?
I'm sure you've, in your life sometime, you know, we're all called on to buy gifts or give gifts or, you know, you're invited to this or that or whatever, and sometimes it's very inopportunity time, and you scrape together some kind of money or whatever, and you send it, and, you know, you go two months down the road, and you figure out, jeez, jeez, I never even got to thank you for some money or for a gift, not for eternity, not for eternal life. Can, can you look at that? Look, it says, but Jesus answering said, hey, wasn't there 10 of you? Wasn't there 10 of you guys? But where are the other nine? And the answer said, um, they're not found. They're not found that return to give glory to God, except this stranger, a stranger. Except this unchurched person. Except this, this lost guy. He got it. He understood what happened. Church people, sit here, amen, stand up, sit down, sing, drop some money in, maybe come to the altar and leave. So when was the last time you really, really, really turned back? to give God thanks. I'm going to give you opportunity today. I'd like you to stand. We're going to sing this song again. I told the Lord, even as I was putting this ending together, I said, Lord, I don't want to be one of the nine church people. Don't let that happen to me, Lord. It just seems to... You understand, the more you're into this, it seems like the more you're dense to it, the more it doesn't affect you as much. Uh, we had two people get saved. Oh, that's good. What, do you understand what's going on? We're just kind of, I don't know what happens to us. I would always call it church disease. And God is simply saying, where's the other nine of you? Where, where are you? Does anybody want to come and thank the Lord this morning in all sincerity I ain't trying to twist your arm I'm trying to make a point and say you know what thank you Lord thank you for that blood applied band's going to play that song girl's going to belt that song out you have opportunity to maybe follow the words on the screen and if you could with all your heart say God I am here to give you thanks. I will not be one of those nine. I want to thank you for the blood applied to my life this morning in Jesus' name. Let's sing that song.